0: Hello everybody, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um, children and elders of all ages. My name is Dan Selke. I am the editor of WintersComing.net here with Daniel Roman, the other editor of WinnersComing.net, And here on Take Hello. the Black Live, every week, uh, week in, week out, we bring you the latest from the worlds of sci-fi, fantasy, movies, TV, space lasers, dragons, swords, stuff like that, and so forth. Daniel, how are you doing um, up on this fine Wednesday?
1: I'm doing spectacularly. It is a fine Wednesday and a short week because Monday was a holiday here. So feels very. I strange. can't complain. Yeah, it, it does feel very strange. How are you, Dan?
0: I'm great. I actually work a little bit on Saturday, um, not to disparage um, any presidents, uh, but yeah, <laughs> it was it, it a little odd. But I feel good, and I feel like we have yeah. a good cache of stuff to talk about. And by the way, hello, yes. Martha. Hello, Camilla. Hello, everybody watching out there in hey, internet Camilla. land. Good to see you. Good to have you. Hello, hey Christian. Good to see you. So Daniel, let's just jump right into it and get to I think the thing that they the 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 barest morsel about House the Dragon was dropped, and we are going to yeah. split it between us and feast upon okay. it as if it's a meal.
1: So what happened? Sweet, we are dragons yeah, feasting on dragon news. Um, yeah. So. We have kind of had you know hints about when House of the Dragon would come out. We now have a slightly more solid release window. Um, mm-hmm. It's likely to return in the summer or fall of 2024. Definitely, and Variety not said summer. The I'm going to go with summer. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I I put fall in there as a cushion. But what we yeah. what the announcement was or what we know is not spring. Sometime after May.
0: Yeah, it was Casey Bloys, the HBO HP match content head, talking about um, guessing prudently that it wouldn't yeah. make the 2024 Emmys cut off by May 31st. So yep. we're looking at June, July, August, somewhere in there. It was kind of weird because Variety said, like, oh, that means it's summer. And I'm like, you know, there yes. are other seasons that come said. after May 31st, but um, I like their optimism. <laughs> so i'm yes, going to me too. choose to latch onto that as well hey julie camilla but yeah i mean summer sounds about right that's when the first season came yeah. out late august um it's too bad but it's fine and i'm looking forward to it have you heard those rumors about there being like apparently this isn't true but ha- have you heard the rumors about like um there being problems in like the writers room and georgia r. r martin being shipped in to do script rewrites <laughs> which sounds unlikely
1: but it's, possible, it's, but it's a, possible. Yeah, I, I have heard those. I heard those rumors. I'm skeptical. I, obviously, I haven't seen George or anyone attached to the production talk uh-huh. about it. So. I Yeah, I've heard I've heard the rumors. I'm not putting too much weight behind them as of right now. What What about Probably you? What do you, you think? Area. Should we, we be eating actually- these rumors?
0: We actually may have a bit of an inside source but we can reveal later who said that they're a bunch of Bubkis. Uh, so I, I'm not going to put Jim McQueen's on them either, but they are
1: fine. The rumors are a bunch of Bubkis. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, you know, one of the things that surprised me the most about House of the Dragon is I didn't realize how many people there were out there who were just like, the Greens were right. They should have won. Um, okay. So. This whole George R. R. Martin writers' room, I feel like it's green stand propaganda <laughs> because they want the greens to win, and I don't put any stock in it. Oh, how
0: interesting! Favorite. I do love in like <laughs> I, 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 I I love people pointlessly identifying with fictional folk and then like making that part of their life. I do really enjoy that. So hopefully, yes. there's more of that going forward. Yeah, so that's the news. It's coming out this summer, next summer rather, not this summer. Sorry. It's only been like a handful of months since it ended. It feels like it's been longer, Um, but it'll come. It'll be here. Sorry, it won't be here sooner. Um, But Daniel, you know what is here right now? Big as life or small as the quantum um, impossibility is the new Marvel film Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Maybe is is it the longest title they've had so far? Is that longer than Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness? I don't think
1: so. I don't think so I mean I haven't You know compared characters It's up there though mm-hmm. it's got to be one of Their longer titles um, I kind of like the longer Titles a very very small Adventure physically right it's
0: I kind of like the titles although uh, Critically the movie has Same. been um, Reamed a tad People you know it's a Marvel film so they've liked it N- Not not Camilla who's in this Chat right now interviewed it for Wick Um a lot of people you're this saying has she been didn't like a, it no no no. she liked it she was not like okay, people who didn't okay. like it a lot of I critics see. have come down on this one they've said that it's mm-hmm. uh to obviously setting up a future uh arc they've said that okay okay we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to you jesus <laughs> they, they said, <laughs> that's fine setting things can i make up. faces you going can make faces. Sorry, I thought you. I thought you were just gonna angry. Okay. okay. Uh, they said the special effects were subpar. <laughs> um, they th- they've just said that <laughs> that in general this hasn't been a, a popular one. But you saw it. Yeah. I did not. Full disclosure. I did. You need a different take, Daniel? Are the critics right that Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania is the one of the worst Marvel films yet, and that it spells doom
1: for the franchise? Sneak. <laughs> no. No, that I will jump right in on the sneeze if, if that okay. helps. No, I the I think the critics were horribly off on this one. You know, sometimes Holy you'll find that like you know, Rotten Tomatoes, like the, the divide between the critic score and the audience score, they don't match, whatever. Like that's somewhat normal. Yeah, but Quantumania made a lot of yeah, it it quantumania made a lot of headlines though, because it is such a big gap that like it currently critics rated this right down there with Eternals as one of the worst MCU movies. And I don't think that is accurate at all. Like in the slightest, I think that's totally up. I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen them all. Um, And I, yeah, I think Quantumania is, it's not even remotely a bottom tier MCU movie. Like it's pretty awesome. I'm excited to rewatch it, which is, I did not feel that way with like, Eternals? Most of the re with Eternals. I still have I have not rewatched Eternals or Love and Thunder or Um Doctor Even Strange, Chi, the I- I've rewatched part. Yeah, sure, I sure. have rewatched that one because of Elizabeth Olsen, because she's awesome in it. She really is.
0: Um, I actually did kind of enjoy that one, not gonna
1: lie. But yeah, um I, I think I've that was one. one of the better ones. I liked I think this as a whole was probably a better movie than Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness. And a lot of that comes down to, you know, critics saying it's setting up the big story. Sure. Sure. Like it is doing that. But I think that's what the MCU needed because a lot of phase four was, you know, these disparate little side stories that didn't feel like they connected the same way that the earlier, you know, like Thanos era MCU did. And Mm -hmm. this is like very clearly the start of like Kang is the big threat of the next phase of Marvel, and here's why. This movie makes you understand why Kang is so scary in a way that we haven't seen yet. And Jonathan Majors, I mean, his performance is outstanding. Uh, I read an interview with Kevin Feige where he said that Jonathan Majors is the highest rated villain the MCU has ever had in their early test screenings with like friends and family, Uh which, you know, could just be, you know, blowing hot air. But having seen it, I think that's really fair. Because I Did think they make his, his performance is great,
0: like fill out little sheets to yes. rate the villains. Do you think? OK,
1: I assume. I, I mean, right. I don't know that, but I miss mm-hmm. when I I didn't know what like early test readings was. So I was glad he said for friends and family. So I assume they make them, you know, they round up all their children and spouses and then make them fill out paperwork after the mm-hmm. movie.
0: Right. You see it early. It's worth it.
1: So Quantumania, I think it was really good. I think there's a little bit of a gap with reviewers. You know, the, one complaint I've seen is that the story's hard to follow. I don't think that's mm. true at all. I think if you have a hard time following the story of this, it's probably because you haven't really been paying attention to the MCU, which Ooh. is fine like that's there's nothing wrong with that but you have to recognize it can you give valuable feedback to help an MCU fan know if the movie's any good if you haven't been paying close enough attention to grasp the 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 basic premise of this movie because I didn't think it was confusing or anything um it, I mean it's just okay, that it let, is a bigger picture movie
0: let, let me ask you this do you think yes. it would be an e like could you go into this having never seen an MCU movie before? and um no hop in okay no you have to have had some familiarity
1: i mean you you could like anyone well, could, yeah i mean we know, could you, do it would anything still be an ing- that's pointless you could burn the world down you could do what you want but no i would <laughs> never recommend to someone to go into this having not seen other mcu movies like this is an mcu fans mcu movie um, there's a lot of connective tissue to other films and other shows. The post credits tie into uh, other MCU Loki. things in a much Loki. Okay, yeah, I didn't know if I was allowed to say it, but yes, Loki. It never do. ties in in one of the end credits. The other one is fantastic, but it's they are clearly big picture MCU things. They're not fluff post credit scenes the way some other recent ones have been. You know, these are clearly meant to set up this next big threat to the MCU and the multiverse. So yeah, I I think it was great. I, I would give it an 8 out of 10 personally. Damn. Like on the Marvel scale, I you know, we're not comparing <laughs> okay, it's, yeah, It's not Oscar bait, but it's it, but in terms of Marvel movies, I think it's one of the better recent ones. Hey, now that Marvel films have been nominated for Oscars, why can't they be Oscar bait? Well, I think Wakanda Forever fits that bill a little bit better than this one. Like, this is a, it's a pulpy, kind of goofy movie. It's got the Ant-Man, like, flair. Even though it's not as straight comedic as the other ones, it's still a really funny movie. I laughed out loud a lot. Good, cool. Yeah, a lot of noise has been made about the special effects. That's the one thing I will say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even that the effects are bad. I've seen a lot of people talk about how it's, you know, dropping big name actors into digital goop. Basically mm. is becoming the Marvel standard. And the thing with that is that this is a movie in the quantum realm and it feels like a Star Wars movie or something like that. Like once we get Everybody to the quantum keeps realm
0: saying that, what does that mean?
1: It has to do with like the palette of the movie, like the weird alien type people they encounter in the quantum realm. Some of the costuming, the feel of the thing is kind of like an, it feels like an intergalactic fighting the empire type romp, except it's in a very small pocket universe. And Kang is the bad guy and he's built up this empire. So I think the Star Wars comparisons are really fair, and I would actually say even more than Star Wars, I would compare it to Lost in Space a little bit. It reminded me of of Lost in Space in terms of like a family in an alien world, kind of trying to navigate that. Wow. Um, so, so there are some inconsistent effects, I would say though, and and one in particular that a lot of people have brought up is Modok, who is uh, this weird I character. Think, uh... Uh,
0: jay patel said he might as well have not been there
1: at all well jay it it must feel weird to be sitting oh, at your computer you? and be wrong <laughs> no i'm sorry Handle. i had to throw the shade lord um, okay modoc uh, i enjoyed modoc in the movie i thought he was funny he's clearly there as comedic relief but i do think it's fair that people don't like the way modoc looks or feel like he might be weird um but like let's be real it's modok there's no not weird version of modok he's a floating True. giant head with baby arms and legs like he was never going to look anything other than weird but the the uncanny valley is a little odd with Modoc. i can understand people feeling a little weird or uncomfortable because it does look like the actor's face just stretched onto a giant head so it's a little it's weird looking
0: her. Well, I
1: think Jay's yeah. complaint
0: was that he didn't seem to have much of a point
1: in the movie. No. I mean, he's a side villain. So Pussy his point is me. really fine, comedic. Yeah. Re- he brings the comedic relief to the movie. That is his point. And the thing I liked about MODOK is it actually ties back into the first Ant-Man in a way I didn't expect. They changed like the origin of MODOK a bit um, to line mm-hmm. it up with, I believe, a different character who was relevant to the first Ant-Man. So a lot of Marvel stuff. I... I liked that because it made this trilogy feel a little more rounded. Um, but I do understand the Modoc hate. I, I don't blame people for <laughs> Jay. I, I was not really being that, Reading that snappy. I totally get f- why you might not have liked Modoc. But yeah, so I mean, that's my Ant-Man rant. Thank you for
0: coming. In general, it looks like folk more, more or less enjoyed it. Um, I guess Jay did not like the comedic part of it, but others liked it. Uh, Christian-like Modak, let's see. Um, I, I, if I recall correctly, uh, Camilla's review, she didn't like the fact that Michelle Pfeiffer's character kind of never mentioned any of the quantum stuff to anybody before now. Did that stick out to you? Sure. Did anything stick out uh, to you yes. as
1: as bad? If you had to criticize the movie, Daniel. Would you criticize something? Yeah. Uh, sure. If I had to criticize the movie, I would say, um, one, the effects thing I mentioned. Sometimes they're a little inconsistent and weird. The the flip side of that is this movie has so much that I can understand how that happens. I think Michelle Pfeiffer in particular, I personally, I liked her acting. I know it didn't really work for Camilla, but especially when she's on screen with Jonathan majors, I think those two are just really good actors. So their chemistry is great. But it did bug me one that she never mentioned it before. And two, that she they spend a lot of the movie avoiding, purposely avoiding saying Kang's name, and the way oh, that okay. spills over to Michelle Pfeiffer is that her character Janet Janet goes out of her way to avoid answering questions for like the first half of the movie, um, and I can understand why they did it because they make it makes the Kang reveal so that you as the audience get the reveal of who Kang is the same way that yeah, Janet yeah. Van Dyne got it in the quantum realm Her life. experience it the way she experienced it. But uh-huh. the flip side of that is they basically bait you along for the first half of the movie where she just feels kind of ridiculously obstinate because there's no <laughs> good reason. She shouldn't at least be like, there's a real dangerous dude down here. Just trust me. Well, I'll explain it later but he's he's real bad news like she doesn't say that she's just like we can't talk about it now and, and very mysterious so that did feel a little forced to me uh yeah, fair so enough i think that's a f- fair criticism
0: i mean um marvel's next big thing uh it's done well of course critically not so much but it's 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 done well it's not like burning yeah. the box office but it's 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 warming no. it um I, yeah. I do wonder if if, if Marvel can will well maybe maybe I wonder if we've seen the peak. Like I wonder if they'll ever really get to endgame level again, or if that was a special moment in time. One moment in time. Yeah. And now it's down. But well they could. Yeah. What do you think? Will they? Uh, will the Kang Dynasty uh, I equal mean, it or is it too much stumbling with two? I don't
1: I don't know. Um I think that's a, a very fair question. I don't. I don't have an answer for that. I think there's a chance. I've never been more confident that Kang and the next phase, uh, like with with the Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars, I haven't felt as excited about it as I do right now because of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So I think, can it be as big as Thanos? I don't know because that was such a... Cultural zeitgeist thing Of it had never been done before And they did it they got to Thanos After a decade of us Wondering if they'd ever actually make it They pulled it off Um, Kang the thing that makes Kang different that I really like is they are Building him up as a pervasive threat Right from the start basically Of phase Mm -hmm. five Um, They've introduced him you know they introduced Him in Loki now they're introducing him again In a different way And there's really this feeling that Kang, because there are so many Kang variants, because Kang is not just one villain. He's like a thousand Kangs. So many Um, Kangs. So many Kangs. He could pop up at any time. And that is one of the (laughs) exciting things about Kang that is very different than Thanos because they tease Thanos forever. And then he kind of shows up and it's like, Thanos is here. Kang is going to be here the whole time. And how successful Ooh. I think they make their next big crossovers is going to depend a lot on how well they build Kang up as Kang. a as a terrifying threat. Yeah, Kang. And he's, and he's got a fun name to say. It is fun to say. I, I, think, I will say that. I, I, I'm all for that. Kang, yeah. Kang,
0: Kang. It's fun word to say. More than Thanos. Yes. What is their next big crossover? Yeah. Is, is it going to be Loki, do you think? Or is the Guardians of the Galaxy going
1: to have a, a, a Kang? Probably not. I'm going to guess it's Loki. I don't think too. Guardians... Yeah, I've, he will definitely be in Loki season two because that was the end setup of Loki season one um, was Kang, you know, Loki broke the multiverse basically um, and mm-hmm. let all the Kangs out. Okay. So, yeah, I don't expect to see him in Guardians because that's already a packed movie because they've got the, the high oh. evolutionary already and Adam Warlock. Um, but... So like Christian said, Fantastic Four will tie into Kang very nicely since he is a distant relative of Reed Richards. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Totally expecting Kang to be relevant to that movie. And I'm pretty sure Feige said this, that moving forward, there isn't going to be any corner of the MCU that is not touched by Kang's presence. So I don't expect him in Guardians, but it is interesting to think about where his influences both major and minor might show up so major and minor. i'm excited cool I, i'm excited Ma- yeah jonathan majors major and minor that guy's employed that guy is booked for
0: a good long yes. while the money to, to as for he life. should be he always he's, i mean he's he was always great in movie
1: it, in love yeah, for he country was. he was
0: great yeah i mean mm-hmm. he, he's been waiting to break up for a while good for him I'm, I'm glad about that i just wonder if this is the uh, slump era of Marvel as a whole But we'll see, we're going to find out yeah. As the movies continue to roll out You know something else coming out in the near future Daniel is The second season of Shadow and Bone Will that be a Sophomore slump? Like some have argued that Marvel's current thing Is some Not <laughs> me, but some
1: um, um, Are you looking forward to this program, you, Daniel? Some. Shadow and Bone season 2? Um, On Netflix? I've been like, yeah, I kind of am I've been on the fence, nice. not because I, like, I really enjoyed the first season, but it just, um, it didn't quite grab me, you know, the way some of the more gritty adult fantasy, sci-fi things that we often talk about on this podcast yeah, do. I feel yeah, Because shot shadow and bone is aimed at a slightly younger audience. Yeah. Um, so teenagers, teen teenagers are, you know, expected to enjoy this. So, but the the flip side of that is I am looking especially forward to season two because I think it was the best book in the original trilogy of shadow mm-hmm. and bone. And I, I think they are doing at least part of six of crows this season, which is the, you know, the other group of characters in that series, mm-hmm. the crows like Kaz Brecker and his, they're gang. around. Yeah, they're around. And the first season, they basically just made a bunch of stuff up for them. The second season, I believe, they're starting convincing. to pull in things from their actual book. It was convincing. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen a show so successfully combine two just totally different books into one season. Like, like
0: they didn't feel like they were like it. It. I watched the first season and it and it, it 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 didn't feel like the one story was a book and the other story was made up. It felt like it was all a piece. Like I would have been surprised yeah. if I read the book and found that they weren't there at all.
1: Yeah, and the. I think it, it is one of those rare instances where it's better than the book because of it, because the first shadow and bone book, like it's okay. But Lee Bardu- Bardugo has grown so much mm. as a writer since then that like the things they did with the show are just like, it's easy to look at it and be like, this is an improvement. It's clearly an Ooh, improvement nice. on the book. Yeah. Well,
0: um, Maybe yeah, the second sh- season will improve you- on that book. I wonder if we can peer into that and maybe see a little preview in a trailer.
1: Yeah, let's watch.
0: So, you read the Shadow of Bone books too, not just watch the program.
1: I did. I They were my The Pandemic is Starting. I Need New Books. Ah, uh, I got gotcha, the trilogy gotcha, 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 gotcha. right at the start. Um, did you get
0: them on like hardback or did you get them in like ebook form?
1: I got them in hardback. I, nice. I spent that so much tell. time. Yeah, I spent so much Ooh, time. Ben Can Bond we pause on the scores. Darkling yeah, yeah, yeah. L- l- right there? Um, yeah, any of those. Those. Uh, yeah, so yeah. I got them Star in hardback. I. I. It's easier for me um, because we it already for me to look at screens so much. Um, but yeah, so season two, uh, the Darkling is back, of course, because Ooh. he's the sex icon of the show. They're not going to get rid of him. Um, but he's all scarred up and gnarly looking because... Uh, when last we saw him, he was in the shadow fold, which is this swath of darkness filled with monsters that cuts the country of Ravka in half. Um, and he has an interesting link that I don't know how much we want to talk about because I was surprised by it in the book. I know they've talked about it in interviews, but he has a little bit of a mental link with Alina this season. So it's going to get darker. This show in some some ways that might shock people. I think really
0: um, shock people. I'm coming that?
1: If people aren't expecting rip it, it. yeah, I there, there is definitely a some bittersweet stuff that's going to go down in this show. Okay, um, interesting. Yeah, so let's rip it. Let's carry Let it on. Let's rip it. Yeah, I and like yeah, he's scars. got scars shadow creatures. The stars oh, are fun. It's a Netflix. Oh, cool. Yeah,
0: we have. Yeah, this is one of Netflix's
1: uh, swings for the fantasy fences.
0: And of course, Ben Barnes can control shadow, control darkness. Shadow monsters are uh, hearkening to his call, whereas Alina summons Uh, light. Shadow versus light, light versus darkness. For teenagers, it may it's it's good.
1: Yes, can we pause on that piratey looking guy with the jacket? Oh Um, yeah, that guy. Yeah. So the the shadow thing is especially fascinating here because creating monsters out of shadow is not a Rawr. thing the Darkling could do in season one. So there's a big question of why can he do that now? Um, and doesn't take a huge leap to imagine that he getting stranded in this dark it's dimension might have helped him figure that out. Um, but this guy reader, on the screen- I assume
0: he like got yes. caught in the shadow fold and then like made buddies with the people who live there but I guess we'll find out because I can wear the books.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, I think, a little more complicated than that. There are no people that live there. Um, well, it's it's like just monsters. creatures or whatever. Yeah. Um, so this guy on the screen, uh, this character's name is Sturmhand. Um, He is a pirate. We'll be seeing a lot of him. I would imagine he'll be a fan favorite. If you've read the books, you know. You know about Sturmhond. You know mm-hmm. why we're yeah. expecting that. Um yeah, uh producer Richard compares the darkling to Vecna getting caught in the upside down. Yeah, oh. very much like that um but yeah, let's let's carry on and so Dan, you were not, I think super hot on the first season of this. like do you think you're gonna watch this one
0: um, it depends what else is on at the time, but that's fair. you know what? I'd give it
1: a good 50% chance. I like that it's coming out so soon. Because this is, it is it's yeah. March it's, it's 17th. It's right on the corner. Um, yeah, there's quite a like lot coming so, out in March.
0: Yeah, March loin, is going to be a good month for shows. Yeah,
1: there's going to be some good stuff. Extrapolations on Apple TV+. Extrapolations which on Apple TV+. Plus. It looks so good. Um, it, it looks pretty cool, yeah. Yeah,
0: that guy, love that guy would you rather summon light or shadow Daniel if you had to choose
1: I mean I'd say light I'd say light how about you Dan I think I'd
0: say shadow it's I mean it just looks so much cooler Mm. doing
1: it but it um, does look pretty cool
0: it all looks cool and then there's the ones who can like manipulate your organs from the outside that sounds pretty badass also very dangerous fire oh just people throwing around also, that when is that damn last Airbender show coming out? Because that should be this year too. It reminds you know they're they're going like this, and the fire comes out. It's reminding me of
1: that. Yes, it, yeah, that especially reminds me of of the last Airbender too. Um, I imagine we're going to get wagon. a lot more details on how some of the magic works this season. Um, so one thing I think we have we've gone past it in the trailer, but if you for those of you who've watched, if you remember the first season, there was this stag that alina had to find that that getting the horns of would be an amplifier for her so her powers would be greater um the second season is going to very heavily revolve around that idea there are two other ones that are on the docket that she's gonna need one is a basically a giant sea snake one is a phoenix uh the firebird so yeah it should be some really cool stuff uh Shadow and Bone season two, March sixteenth, and Sweet. should be a good time. It's about,
0: yeah, yeah lovely. And on Netflix, um, well, I'll follow up. But if you happen to be watching, um, please make screeners available if you would. We would love that. Yes, um, it would right, make we're, our we're lives trying to get our hands on those. But yeah, cool. I Go need for Shadow to and Bone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I prefer it. You watching anything else, Dan, or anything else out there? Anybody watching anything they yeah. want to sound off about on TV, movies, just the side of a wall, paint drying, what?
1: well i think so there's one big one that we need to talk about uh but i'll i will say aside from the big one the main other thing Mm. i watched in the past week was i rewatched into the spider-verse it remains basically a perfect movie i forgot just how like flawless 10 out of 10 that movie is um right from the first lines so that was fun um what are before we Obviously, the big thing is The Last of Us. But yeah. before we talk Last of Us, what else are you watching, Dan? Yeah, you I'm know, still watching For All Mankind. Ooh, I finally—you'll
0: you'll oh, like nice. this, and I, I and I really enjoy it. I'm getting through it. I finally watched the first episode of The Orville: New Horizons, the first of like ten or whatever. And uh, yeah. yeah, they definitely upped the 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 cinematography budget. They got rid of the jokes, and it was a lot more of a serious, straightforward sci-fi thing. I'm looking forward to it. Because um I, yeah. I really enjoyed the show that's by the awesome.
1: way I, I more or less like it, yes. it, it, it it just got better and better as it went along, um yeah, yeah. I like it it's got some speed bumps uh, at times um I think New Horizons, get, especially by like episode three or four was when I started feeling like oh oh they're really doing something special with this season yeah the first so I'm excited or a for you whatever, to, whatever, but... yeah I'm excited Edition for you stuff. that's that's exciting.
0: And for all mankind it is really, really good too. I'm looking forward to finishing that. Um, but yeah, the cool. last of us, that was the last episode. They yeah. aired this past Sunday. Kin. Yes. Joel and Ellie reach, um, Jackson, Wisconsin. Joel ranch's brother, Tommy,
1: Wyoming, very emotional. Uh, Wyoming. Sorry. Not, 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 not Wisconsin. <laughs> Whatever. It's okay. This show Another is great for learning the lay of the United States a little bit. America. Um, I loved it by the way. I thought it was great.
0: Um, the show kind of has Same. the confidence to slow down a bit because it, it wasn't. It, it was hard, like a big actioneer, like episode five, where yes. you had like a, uh, like a um revolutionary army versus an army of, uh, zombies, including one who was like seven feet tall, mushroom daddy or whatever that guy was. It wasn't like episode three, yeah. where it was this mushroom really daddy. bold. Apparently, the guy's a sex icon,
1: and no, not the
0: guy. Apparently, the mushroom creature he plays is a oh, sex ew. icon.
1: All right, people got some some weird kings, so I'm not going to judge it.
0: It wasn't the it wasn't like the big start. It it wasn't the third episode where it was just, you know, this big bold departure from the main plot like a side story short film. It was just the characters we know. It 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 felt like an episode of a TV show. It was characters we know. They weren't really at the the high point of their journey. They were kind of in between, just talking, settling yeah. in, getting to know these people, hanging out in this um, miraculously well-functioning town that has managed to eke out um, a memory of civilization within a time of horror and apocalypse and and, and devastation. Um, and yeah. Joel and Ellie have some back and forth, page up a skull, smashed that a bunch of scenes. It was just really, really good character stuff. I liked it a lot. It's episodes like this that make you this kind of... It, you, you just kind of get, get to like settle back into them. And then it pays off when they inevitably have some horrible uh shattering moment this stuff is, yes. is, is 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 when that builds and i just like hanging out with the characters and getting know them better i really like this one
1: yeah i'm i'm right there with you Ooh. i think you know it is clear i think that these are some very experienced um television or or just storytellers mm-hmm. telling this story because you know, a lot of shows you would see fall back on, like the we need an action set piece in every episode to, you know, keep the viewers along. It's a thing I actually remember hearing reports of about something like The Witcher. So that is like, that's a oh, thing. Sure. And it speaks volumes, I think, of The Last of Us that they are confident enough in, as you said, in their quieter scenes, in their two characters in a room talking scenes that they can make whole episodes that mostly focus on that and it can still be just as compelling um episode 3 was like that too there was like a single action scene in the whole I mean, episode it was um, but episode 3 was, was like this
0: th- this like bold unexpected self-contained story this yeah. is more like uh yes i don't know because no kind of just taking
1: a break yes and it had one of probably the most famous scene from the game was in this episode where Joel and Ellie kind of have their argument and Mm -hmm. Joel says, you're right. You're not my daughter. I sure as hell ain't your dad. Um, That's a thing they did basically word for word down to uh, Craig Mason said the showrunner Craig Mason said he Mm -hmm. tried to get the exact same wallpaper and everything from that (laughs) scene of the game. So they were very committed to recreating it. Um, It's loving it. Difficult. Loving the last.
0: Adaptation is hard because there are some things like the last of us i'd argue ha- i'd argue like fire and blood that like deserve to be adapted very close and just the number yeah basically my point here is showrunners if you're out there just stay close i really don't think that you're that there's there's much to gain by going very far, very far off-beaten path, and I mean, like they've changed. Some, I'm not saying never change anything. Like they've changed things, they've sure. amplified things, they've focused on certain things, then let other things kind of go by more quickly. Like you said, there's at the end of the episode, there's like a big action yeah. scene in the game where Joel only escape the college, um, yes, the, the, the university yeah. hospital. But I mean, you know, you can't play it right here, so sure, just have the one guy stab Joel and, and then cut out. Sure, um, but. It's clear that this game about this show, because the game creator is with it, has just been so careful about making sure it stays as close as possible to the source material within reason and not that, that yeah. they haven't like introduced new turns and plots just because it's all it, when they have it's always been because of a, a, a very good reason and generally they stuck really really close and then look at things like the witcher yeah and parts of house of the dragon where they just go far afield and it never seems to work so i guess my advice is just if the social material is good why why why
1: stray half your job is done it should be easy for you <laughs> yeah i i think it's a tricky thing because you know being exact to a uh, source material isn't necessarily a guarantee that your thing's going to be good. No. But at the same time, I think there's something to be said for like, if you're going to change something, it needs to still feel like it's in the spirit of the thing. And I think that's something that like the last of us does really well. And another great example of that, that I see producer Richard through in the chat, he's been watching the expanse. Um, Ooh, that's another man. example where, they changed plenty of stuff in the Expanse, mm-hmm. but find me an Expanse fan who's upset about it. I've never yeah. met a single one. I've never even really seen them online. People getting mad about changes from the books because it, it just still feels like the same story. Um, and I think that's why like Bill and Frank worked so well. That they could have that could have been in the game. It's just a different take, but it's still like thematically, tonally, like totally spot on. So
0: yeah, interesting times. And Julie, by the way, is watching. Is quite interested in Carnival Row, which we are covering. Uh, yeah. Which is Preston back for a while. We're covering Carnival Row. Yeah, that show is um getting its second and final season over on Amazon. Uh before I'm it rides off into that dark night. Probably, yeah. I might try giving like, that one a
1: shot this weekend.
0: Too. It looks cool, but probably like one too many fantasy shows to be like a giant hit. You know, like it's cool, yeah. but it 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 never blew up like some of the others. Because there just isn't room sometimes, but I'm glad it's getting its, yeah. uh, its it's 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 last moment in the sun before it bows out.
1: Yeah, I'm happy for the fans of that show that they finally are getting season two because they've been waiting Word. for a few years and there have been a lot of weird delays and it got hit by you know COVID and all this other stuff. So yeah, yeah. Curious to hear what you think of that next week, Julie. If you watch it,
0: Orlando well, the Bloom. Um,
1: the only other. Are, are we, is there anything else you're watching? I've got one more thing before we head into the lightning nope, hit round. No, Okay. So I've also been reading this week. Ooh. <laughs> uh These two books, The Justice of Kings by Richard Swan and the sequel, which came out last week, The Tyranny of Faith. Um Ooh dan i feel like you would probably really like these books actually so it's kind of like a mix between like epic fantasy and like sherlock holmes a little bit um it's hmm. all about the law it's basically a justice is a traveling lawkeeper who is uh investigator juror and executioner all in one job Ooh, that's um,
0: dread cool
1: so yeah, so it is traveling around. The story is told in first person from the perspective of his apprentice, who herself is a huh. very fascinating Ooh, character. That's nice. Um, and, and yeah, the examination of it's basically like the decline of this empire as told through the um, erosion of its legal system, which is just like a really fascinating, oh, that's
0: interesting, yeah,
1: angle to take that I've never really seen in a fantasy book. Definitely. So yeah, the Who's Tyranny the of again? Faith by Richard. Swann. Richard, Richard Swan, Swan is the author. Okay, that that yeah. does sound
0: kind of cool to me. Yeah, I think I, producer I, Richard I, is angling. Sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> um, no, it's just an excellent book. So I'm in the middle of that right now. Highly recommend if you like like mystery, fantasy type stuff because it it nice combines titles the two. Too.
0: It's yes. hard to like have like a fantasy title, which is basically the blank of blank and have it seem new yes. and interesting. So the tyranny of faith. Ooh, it's neat. Yeah. And um, I feel like Richard is like kind of baiting me into saying something like, um, I don't know, like I am the law. I'll just say that and we'll just pass. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else, Janet, before we move on? Um, I don't think so. That's what's up. Can we move on to the lightning round?
1: I think we shall lightning. Sounds good to me. Um cool. and I am gonna ask you first, <laughs> I think. Nice. I, I vaguely ordered part of these, so we'll see yeah, how that is. Yeah, yeah. every week uh, we're like we're kind of right. what are we doing? Then we'll just go ahead. We we somewhat ordered these. Are we ready with the buzzer? We ready for buzzage. All right. Yes. That's a no. Uh okay. <laughs> That's a no. Uh mm. so Dan, uh you I'm curious about this because you just told me about this a couple minutes before the show. So Matt Smith slash Damon Targaryen is Damian. up for best villain in a series at the Critics' Choice Award. Hmm. Um, what do we need to know here? I like
0: um, that that could cause some cool discourse because Damon was someone who was he did some villainous things, yeah. but also a lot of people liked him, and he's with yeah. the hero. But are there heroes? Um, I want to see what people are talking about that. I think it's legitimate. Same. I think you can do it. I think I can pull that off. But it's a it's a potentially volatile choice.
1: Perfect. Yeah, I suppose if you're a green stand, you probably think he belongs in that category.
0: Oh, a green stands, green black people. But...
1: <laughs> um. All right,
0: Daniel. The Wheel of Time season two yes. is coming this year, but there will be a time jump between the end of season one and the start of season two.
1: Yes. Uh, Yeah, this comes from a recent interview with Marcus Rutherford, the actor who plays Perrin, who said there will be a bit of a time jump for season two. I think that makes total sense because they're basically doing books two and three at the same time. So to kind of bring these disparate plot lines back to a level playing field, I think they (sighs) need a time jump. All right. Uh, So. In other Wheel of Time news, yeah, apparently yeah, yeah, yeah. Tor Books, who is the publisher who publishes the Wheel of Time in the United States, mm-hmm. apparently they're looking into writing more Wheel of Time books. What's the deal with well, this? Well, so the rumor was, and it, it's a rumor, but it's fun,
0: was that they were kind of asking certain Tor writers at Tor, which is a publisher, to like pitch them prequel ideas because apparently Robert Jordan okay. didn't have much for a sequel, like notes, but he had some notes for like about the world that like we could to into a prequel. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they were like toying with it. I don't know if it'll come to anything. But yeah, why not? Yeah. All right, Daniel. Okay. Um, yes. So speaking of the Orville, a minute ago, Seth MacFarlane, the guy who made the Orville, is going to adapt a comic called The Shrouded College for
1: Peacock. What do you think? Yeah. Um. I don't really know very much about the shrouded college. So I'm intrigued. Nobody I does. think Seth. Yeah, apparently, but Seth MacFarlane does. I think he has had a really great run of it, especially in recent years um, with the Orville uh, specifically. So I, I'm going to give it a chance. Um, I think he's kind of bridging over from just comedy. And I like that for him.
0: It really is. Yeah, he is. He has successfully sort
1: of transformed his career a bit good for him doesn't have all the time yeah yeah all right all right uh dan so mm-hmm. I'm, i know you're probably very excited you'll be first in line at the theaters for this so hellboy the uh superhero movie about a red-skinned demon-looking guy who f- fights other monstery type things hellboy mm-hmm. is being rebooted again um <laughs> after the failed <laughs> david harbor uh That's... reboot uh surely it'll work wow. eventually How do you
0: feel? I, I feel fine. Sure. It's not like I'm, I'm excited or, or, or horrified about it. It's like even the original ones with... Um, oh, no, I forgot his name. The ones with Guillermo Ron del Toro Perlman. back in the day. Ron Perlman. I mean, like, I liked them. I love them. those. They yeah. weren't like giant hits, and then they brought it back with David Harbour, and it was even less of a hit, and now they're going to do it again. I don't know, man. Maybe yeah. find another more popular superhero or something. Although I do it I do the movies. Okay.
1: Yeah, I do... I do agree with you. I think the problem is Hellboy specifically more than the productions. He's real cool, but he's always kind of been a cult classic type hero.
0: Yeah, I mean, he has like a smaller niche to fill, but yeah. he's
1: getting lots of tries. Damn.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's uh, true. Damn. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, speaking of reboot sequels, and such, um, there is a sequel in the works to the post-apocalyptic movie I Am Legend, starring Will Smith. Will Smith will return. Along with Michael B. Jordan. And the whole thing is sort of inspired by the last of us, or at least this current movie iteration.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, I'm a little torn on this. I I really like, so they are using the alternate ending as the Canon ending, which was on the DVD, which basically has Will Smith's character (laughs) living. It's closer to the, the tone of the book. I am legend. Um, Uh So I'm curious. I'm also like, who asked I for am this? Curious. But apparently it's something that has been that the studio, I guess it's Warner Brothers, legendary, whoever makes this, they've been trying mm-hmm. to do for ages. So they finally have cracked it.
0: Julie pointed out that we're going over the buzzer today and she is right. Yes. So Julie, we'll try That's the last true. couple to keep, it, uh, to keep it to keep it keep it under 20.
1: OK, let's get um, us honest. All right, Dan, I am uh, excited Kevin's- for this. You are I. I am too. It's this is the most relaxing news I've seen in a while. Uh, Kevin Feige working. wants to put out fewer Marvel shows. Oh, that is nice. A year.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, again, we talked earlier about Marvel kind of coming to like a, an inflection point. A bit. They got to do something because I mean, even though yeah. it's still successful, th- they're used to this like giant level of huge success and the kind yes. of. These have been decent shows and movies they're putting out lately just haven't really been hitting that level. So it makes sense to me. Yep. There we go. I
1: think it's a good thing.
0: Responsible. Um, Okay. This one's kind of funny. Um, A live action remake of the animated movie. How to Train Your Dragon is getting made. Yep. J. Book. Yep.
1: Uh, I'm. Okay, I guess this is another <laughs> one of those. Like, who asked for this? DreamWorks kind of trying to copy Disney here because Disney's been sure. doing live action remakes of all their cartoon movies. Um, I like How to Train Your Dragon. Like, I'll give it a shot. I'm not yeah. super excited about it, but I'm intrigued. I hope it's yeah. good. Nice. Miguel Sapochnik's next project. Um, Wait, really? Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. So, in our final lightning round news, The Last of Us bested yeah. House of the Dragon in the ratings for its first week, according to Nielsen.
0: Yeah, um, I wonder if there is something to uh the more familiar tone of a House of the Dragon, where it's kind—I mean, it's the, the 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 they're they're all wearing modern clothes. It's not it's not our time; it's zombie time. But it's simpler, easy to follow. Um, no big time jumps, I wonder. And good for it. HBO, again, is rather killing it. So just, it's all good. They are. Well done, and Casey that, Bloys. Good on well, you. Well done, Casey Bloys. And that is our program. We will be back with another program next Wednesday, same time, same place, uh, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time, 5 p.m. Uh, Eastern, way too early Australian, here on the Winter is Coming Facebook page and the Winter is Coming YouTube page, where you and I, wait, sometimes guests,
1: what? Did you say 4 p.m., 5 p.m.? We're at a new time now. It's oh, 2 p.m. Oh, we are. I'm sorry. Yes, sorry, sorry. It's okay. 2
0: Central, 3 Eastern, way too early Australian. We used to be at 4 p.m. It's <laughs> been a long day. Hey, true. We'll be, back, we'll be back then next Wednesday on the... Thank you for catching that on the... No <laughs> ...coming YouTube page and Facebook page. Also, download us in podcast format or podcast are Available at it iTunes, Google Play or elsewhere. And um, right now the time is thirty eight forty seven LST. We're signing off. See you next work. Take care, all. This podcast is brought to you by FanSided. Join our community of over three
1: hundred sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between.